Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Pensacola, Florida, it's time for Pensacola Business Radio. Now, here are your Business Radio X hosts. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Keith over here broadcasting live from our Pensacola studios. And I've got Ari in the uh, studio with me all the way from Cleveland. Thanks for coming, dude. Thanks for having me. Well, you know, uh, no snow. That's nice and warm for you. Finally. So it should be a little a little <laughs> break. Uh, you're, you're like spring break like everybody else, right? Well, not quite like everybody else, but yeah. Yeah, you're getting there. Yep. <laughs> um, so, okay, so so for those that don't know uh, who you are and all that good stuff, why don't you kind of give them the 30-second the elevator speech, I guess, for, you know, what, what, what Ari is. Sure. I am a motivational speaker, public speaker, corporate workshops, and I also do outdoor retreats slash wilderness expeditions. Okay, and then you do it for a very niche market. I do. Uh, typically, most of the outdoor wilderness expedition type stuff is for the kosher market, the Jewish market. That when I have a corporate client that is looking for that type of experience, I can also accommodate them. But, yeah. You know, typically I'm marketing towards the kosher Jewish population so it's for a, it's that a, particular business. It's a pretty big specialty. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so small. it's not, it's not a skill everybody has, right? Uh, um, no, no, it's not. And you can't just like go out and grab it and get it either like you kind of have to sort of be brought up in that environment and, and sort of learn the traditions that way i think you, you i think you do need to have some prior experience it's not something that I you would say think so. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would definitely hope so dude you don't you don't want to just one day say hey let's go out to the middle of the wilderness and just see what yeah. happens yeah because that's and we'll do those, kosher yeah those are the people who usually end up getting darwin awards <clears throat> or falling off the cliff or you know flagging the helicopter or something darwin like that. awards yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I just, there is a possibility that I am the first Orthodox Jew to pick up a wilderness first responder. I don't know. There may be others yeah. who have done it, but I, it's, I would imagine it's very uncommon. So what does that mean? Like, what does that translate to? Like, other than you're just like the, you're the needle in the haystack, aren't you? <laughs> you're, uh, you're like, somewhat. I need a first responder and I need him to be an Orthodox Jew, right? Oh no. Well, <laughs> the Orthodox Jew has nothing to do with it, okay. but it's, it's a medical certification for being out in the back country. Okay. So we can do a lot of different things and we, you know, for many different emergencies that sure. would happen in the backcountry, we're able... Which we're is the last place you ever want them to happen. Yes. Yeah. But if they do happen, you do want to be prepared. Yeah. That's the whole thing. Is yeah. That, you know, uh, you don't want... You know, you prepare properly, you bring the right gear, you do the right things, so hopefully nothing will ever happen. But yeah. if it does, what can we do to make sure that the people that it happens to will be safe? Yeah. Our instructor was telling us, he's like, don't... I don't want these to ever be you guys. If you... if 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 you guys are leading a trip and this type of stuff happens, you guys made a mistake. But when right. you're out there in the middle of nowhere and you come across another trip that made a bunch of mistakes <laughs> and you have to save a bunch of people, yeah. here's how you do you it. You want to make sure you got it all right. So, um, and, and I would think that if you did make the mistake, then y- your time is limited. You're probably not going to lead another expedition for a little while because that's a pretty big thing. And I know this from my experience of, of hiking and, and stuff, but when I was younger and I first went on, you know, first couple of times, I didn't realize how serious that is if you do get hurt or if you're not prepared because you got nothing else out there. And it's what, 20 miles to the, you know, it nearest whatever. Or could, yeah, it could be even just to the road, let alone to get a, a vehicle to get you to a, a facility or something like that. Absolutely. So, um, so it's smart to be. To know what you're doing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, so, and one of the, one bring of the, the manual with you, like bring the survival <laughs> gear. Cause it's yeah. always good to have reference material. He, one of the one of the lessons that he made sure that we learned is that you know when you're when you're sitting there and you're writing up your notes and saying hey what are we going to do with this guy and how are we going to get him out of there, he he made us try practicing carrying somebody yeah and he made us carry a guy on it's a backboard. It's not as easy as it looks on TV. No, he made us carry a guy on a backboard for a mile, mm-hmm. going over tree over uh, tree branches, over all sorts of obstacles in all yeah. different directions. 
so that when you're when you're six miles away from that takeout and you say, oh, we'll just strap them to a backboard and walk out. Right. You may think twice about that before you say that's what we're going to do. Yeah. So so let me ask you. So a, a couple things. One, where's the fa- most favorite place that you've hiked? And then two, what do you what have you taken from your hiking that you're able to translate into the motivational world that you're in and the, the, the lessons, I guess, that you're teaching and translating over? What are those? OK, so favorite place that I've hiked. I don't know that I've yet gotten to a place that I didn't enjoy. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, any weather, any yeah. place is better than a desk. Oh, my <laughs> so much better yeah. than a desk, better than a computer. Absolutely. Uh, I, I did take a trip to Yosemite last summer Very and that cool. was awesome. Yeah. Totally epic. Even though, again, going back to that weather thing, we had the, um, the, there was a big forest fire happening there, the, mm-hmm. the Ferguson forest fire, I mm-hmm. think. So we had smoke, we had haze, it smelled bad. It was still amazing. Still cool. Yeah. Still gorgeous. Yeah. Um, and then, and then going, what was the second part? So, uh, what, what do you, what lessons and stuff are you translating Absolute, from, oh, from yeah. all of that too? And, and then where are you translating it to? Obviously, I know we've talked before the show a little bit of the corporate world, but, you know, right. also a little bit of, of team building and that kind of stuff. But, you know, what are you pulling from that that you're able to then translate into the real world? Right. So in, in the corporate world, we are, first of all, we're very busy. Yeah. And there's so much stuff going on. <laughs> and, you know, got my phone doing this. I've got my computer doing that. I've got my email over here. I've got my social media. I've got all this stuff going on. So one thing that I try to bring from the woods and from nature into the corporate world is a sense of peace, a sense mm-hmm. of calm. The more that you get out there and you just take a walk in the woods, even if it's at a local park, doesn't have to be very far out. doesn't have to be super deep in the wilderness. It's nicer in the wilderness. And there's there's aspects to it that it get better in the wilderness. But just going out and taking a short walk in the woods will in, in, increase your sense of calm and, and, and help you with with really everything, every aspect of your life. And there's this new trend going around forest bathing where essentially they, they take people out and help them be mindful while they're out in the forest. Yeah. And, and that's, that's a good model, I think, for a lot of what I, yeah. what I do where, you know, let's just go out there. Let's, let's sort relax, of ground and center yourself, get grounded, get yeah. centered. Absolutely. And then, and then inside of all of that as well, there's these team building aspects of it. There's these leadership aspects of it. And, I've got and am developing different programs and different different uh, games and mm-hmm. and activities that all help bring these ideas out. You know, yep. I mean, when I was when I was younger, I went to I went on an outward bound course, and if you've ever been on an outward bound course, uh, it's life changing. Mm-hmm. You know, you go out there and they and they and they do something to you. You know, they're like, oh yeah, hey, time for shipwreck, and you're like, right. wait, what? And yeah, you know, everything gets it's it's thrown into turmoil or whatever, and you ha- kind of have to survive, right? Right. Less less sur- le- survival is a good word for it, but less survival and more work uh, together. Per- perseverance. Yeah. and working together, absolutely. Yeah, and which I think a lot of people don't realize naturally just happens if you go with a group hiking. Like you have to figure it out. Like absolutely, who's going to do what? How are we cooking dinner? How are we going to eat? Right. When, when you start having to worry about just the bare necessities of survival, a lot of the other stuff just falls away, which is the whole point. Exactly. Right? And you really start figuring out some of the important things and some of the things that aren't so important. And then, and then hopefully also, you know, gear management comes into play and, and that comes into, it can be part of teamwork also, you know, like if we don't all make sure to take care of the tent. <laughs> then we're all sleeping out under the, under the stars. Yeah. Right, right. Absolutely. Yeah. So I had my first experience of sleeping without a tent this last summer. Um, just in sort of a lean-to kind of thing. Nice. Um, for you, maybe. Uh, I don't dig <laughs> spiders and stuff crawling. I mean, there was just times in the night when I woke up and I knew something was on, and you just kind of brush it away and and, and just keep going. But uh, I'll take a tent and a sleeping bag any day of the week. I hear you. Uh, you know, I've, I've slept out. Um, I usually, I often I'll have a tent just because I 
don't like the idea of waking up at three o'clock in the morning and having to figure out what to do about my wet mm-hmm. gear and everything mm-hmm. else. But there are times, like if I know that it's not going to rain or anything yeah. like that, there are times. Sometimes that I'll that I'll you just go you just leave the, the top off the tent, <laughs> so you that's, got the little, the little mesh thing. Yeah. Well, it also it also depends on what the bugs are like out there. I mean, yeah. you know, there was one time we. I you know I slept out by a fire overnight without a tent. I don't think we had a tent with us. If mm-hmm. we had, maybe we would have brought. Meaning it was it was not a situation where we were out in the backcountry. Right. Maybe we would have brought. Maybe we would have brought a tent if we had thought about it beforehand. But we didn't, and yeah. it was fine. You know, the bugs don't really care. You know, everybody's very scared of bugs, and and I yeah. don't like bugs. I don't like more than crawling anybody. over me, dude. It's just <laughs> I don't not, like just not over cool. Me either. Yeah, but but generally speaking, you know, there, it's it's. There are some horror stories about bugs and the yeah. bad things that they can do, but typically speaking, there's not. They leave you alone. They just yeah, crawl over they, you and yeah, they keep moving. Yeah, yeah. It's just that's, another, that's what I learned. You're, you're like a log to them, you know. Yeah. Whatever. It's, and daddy long legs are just they're just they're there. Oh, they're totally harmless. Dude, I know, terrifying, but, but they're totally they're, harmless. Yeah, but they're there. So, um, <laughs> well, terrifying for yeah. Depend. No, no, no. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm having flashbacks as we sit here and, and no, think I'm, about it. So. I was thinking about I was thinking about the the I was out on a trip with kids. It was a front country car camping trip, and these kids went nuts about daddy long legs a couple of them and they they can be pretty terrifying if you've never seen them before but yeah. but I, you know overall it the more that you expose yourself to stuff like this and it, this is the world that we live in is that we're not around this stuff i mean think about 150 years ago mm-hmm. bugs were everybody nobody cared yeah well you know and you also had malaria and other things that went with it that's so. that's true <laughs> I'm, I'll, I'll take the anti-malaria yeah, right? day of the week um so uh, okay so you're taking uh, a lot of the um, you know, aspects of survival and, and getting to the end of the, the game and, and the teamwork and stuff. And then you're able to really translate that into some of the environments that we have in the office space. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll change the battery here in a second, but I want to, I want to know <clears throat> what made you sort of think, like, how did you get to this point where you're like, you know, I'm going to take all the stuff that I learned from, from, uh, uh, hiking and camping and stuff. And I'm going to try to translate it into the work environment. So I, I just enjoy this stuff and other people enjoy this stuff also. And, and the people even who don't enjoy, who don't know that they enjoy this stuff yet, there's this huge ab- ability of, to, to bring people in and say, Hey, you know, this is something, this is a place that you can be. And this is, this is something that you're going to enjoy if you just allow yourself to enjoy it. So I started on the path towards motivational speaking and I started on the path towards, um, towards this wilderness thing kind of at the same time. And and really there were two completely separate paths. You know, one thing was I found that I'm really good at speaking. I, I went into a juvenile delinquent center and I spoke to a bunch of kids that were incarcerated and, and it was eye opening for me. I mean, they, I, they had a great time. Um, I was getting um, comments from them about the speech and right. the stuff that I did afterwards. And it was so incredibly rewarding. I said, Hey, this is something I really can do. I was in the middle of looking for a career change, and so I said, "Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna follow this through." At the same time, I was working with a coach at the time, and at, at the same time, I said, "Hey, you know, this wilderness thing—that's really been a dream of mine since I'm since really the outward bound trip mm-hmm. that I took when I was 14. What can I do to 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 move forward with it?" So I had a conversation with my wife, and and decided with her, she you know it opened it up that maybe I could do a few trips a year. Right. So I had these two completely divergent paths. At some point in time, when I started developing materials and I started saying, "Hey, you know, what am I? What pe- what point of value am I bringing into a speech? What point of value am I bringing into a into a talk, into a workshop?" Mm-hmm. I started to realize they're not that different, right? You know, and 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 that's one of the reasons why one of the workshops that I that I developed is is based out in the woods, 
right? Now, I call it Thrive Wilderness, but we don't, I don't, I'm not really asking people to come out into the wilderness because a lot of people don't have a wilderness near them, right. first of all. And second of all, we don't need a wilderness. Yeah. We need a, a, a local park, a state park, whatever. We'll go hiking in the woods. We'll sit down. We'll do some teamwork exercises. We'll do some mindfulness exercises. Yeah. We'll do some just to help people bring them back to center. And, and so many people just won't go out into the nature until they've been re-exposed to it. Yeah. It's it's the, you I, have to have the epiphany, I think, every once in a while, and then you get the bug, you get the 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 need for it on a regular basis. Yes, and it's it's also the, I, and I'm going to call it the attrition bug, and I'm not sure if that's quite the right word for right. it, but, you know, I've got all these things I want to do this weekend, mm-hmm. and then you sit down in front of the TV, yeah. yeah, and one thing leads to another, and nothing gets done. Yeah. Nothing happens. Yeah. But if you create a plan... You know, tomorrow I'm going to go this place, and you set your side, you set yourself, you you set your stuff aside to mm-hmm. go, and that's that's you know I think that the people have written up about this type of stuff. You know, the 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 more that you make it easy to go and do that activity, yeah, the more, the more you it is do to it. happen. Yeah, sure. And then you know the the shedding of all of the noise is uh, is huge. I think, and so that's when I say when I say epiphany, that was what it was for me. It was it was all the chatter of everything in our lives: the computers, the cell phones, the people, the When when it goes away, man, it's like, holy cow. It's never ending. Yeah. Honestly, if anybody is listening to this and thinking about going out into the woods, one thing that I will tell you to help you gain that peace. Use the buddy system. (laughs) That's that's for safety. That's for safety. Bring people with you for safety. Or or at least tell people where you're going and when you expect to be back. But, you know, for the small little local parks where it's almost impossible to get lost, put your phone and leave it in the car. Yeah. If you want to take photos, bring a camera. You know, I, I know nobody Did really you, has cameras anymore. I, I don't anymore. even know. As I say, do people even own the cameras anymore? Get a camera. Yeah. Or if you, or you know photos, what? Put get your a phone on uh, airplane mode. Oh, that's the, that's the other way to do it's it. Put it on point. airplane mode. The problem is, the only problem with airplane mode is that it's too tempting to, to turn, turn off, off airplane mode and post Instagram or post to wherever yeah. you want to post. Shut it off, you know, to, to maybe even get, you know, break out your old cell phone if it has a decent camera on it. Yeah. And this way you just have no, because the idea is you want to be there. Right. You want to be in the woods. You want to be relaxing. You want to be able to hike without worrying about, oh, what are they going to say about this post? What are they going to say about yeah. this? And really, you don't even need photos. You know, in order to get that sense of relaxation, if Just you're focused there. on the photos, right, yeah. you won't be getting that sense of relaxation. Yeah. I think, uh, uh, do you think, um, I've seen, you've seen some of these companies, the big companies like Google and Amazon, things like that, where they provide moments of time in a person's work day where they can, where they can, they can decompress, they can shut down for a second, turn things off, like try, I, 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 I do it here. There's times that I, I, you saw the hammocks hanging in the, yep. in the back of the music studio. There's times I'll just turn the lights off, take 15 minutes, you set the timer and it just, it, everything's in silence and it's great. And I think that, uh, it's one of those tricks I learned from the woods, but I think there's, if people started taking some of that stuff and applying that, uh, a little bit more, you might have a, a better work environment. A better everything environment. Yeah. Are you finding? I mean, is that is that are those things that you're teaching these people, and and, and are you are they getting results? I I I do hope to have the opportunity to teach people to recenter themselves again. That's that's where the the workshop out in the woods comes into yeah. play. It's it's hard, you know. It's because you can't take somebody who is stuck in this in this noise mm-hmm. and 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 tell them a couple of words and, and they're yeah. gonna just stop. Right. It's 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 a lifestyle change. Yeah. So so I mean that's you know I was I was alluding to this program that I'm building up um, earlier and, mm-hmm. and again and you know I it, I'm I'm very cagey on the details just because it's it's really a work in progress mm-hmm. and it's not it's not ready yet. But 
part of the focus of that program, and and that's not even so much a workshop that I'm planning on uh, giving and making money. That's something that I'm I'm hoping to produce and then just really give to the world. Mm-hmm. But part of that program is focused on helping people get back to center and getting you know helping them reach deep inside themselves finding finding aspects of themselves that they never knew that they had yeah building and building upon those strengths yeah and and that's part of it is is you know hey look you know we we all learn in kindergarten when it's time to take a time out take a time out yeah but how many of us are actually we all had nap time still (laughs) seriously hey man you know this couch right there (laughs) exactly (laughs) yeah it's a little uncomfortable to nap on though but i mean when did we forget that yeah. When when yeah. did we forget that if you're having a tough time, it's okay to sit down and just take a stop? Minute. Yeah, stop. Yeah. You know, I go out into the woods and walk. Even don't walk. You know, like you said, you know, just uh, sit take a for little, a minute. Just yeah, just yeah. It's, it's nobody's willing to do that because what happens is because we have these cell phones on us all the time. Mm-hmm. There's never sitting for a minute because you sit down and you pull out your cell phone. Mm-hmm. That's become. I think it's the curse of our generation. You know, yeah. you, you nobody's ever with themselves and only themselves, and yeah. everybody's afraid yeah. to be. And uh, uh, they were, there's a study, we were talking about this in our, on our, some of our tech stuff that we have going on here in the community, but there's a, the studies these days are showing that the way that we learn and the way that, that we are processing information is now so much visual that the, the non-visual or the, like the reading stimuli are, are not firing in the same sense. So not that it's, it's, it's better or worse, but it's, if you don't adjust to, or, you know, then you're not going to hit the learning curve as fast. So because there's so much video and visual and all the phones are right there and it's connected, that's how the brain is starting to rewire itself to process. Right. And so you take that away and you put them in the environment where it's not there and some can not succeed. They just, they just can't make that. Yeah. Transition. They just, yeah, they just wow. don't get it on understand. And so that, you know, there's huge blockage of, of things that, happen in those environments that are very beneficial, like self-awareness or, you know, hearing that inner voice or just shutting your brain off for a second enough to process. I mean, this, this is, this is part of it is that, is that there's never a moment for self-reflection. I mean, I'm I'm noticing in my own life that, that there are things that I am experiencing Mm -hmm. or that are going on in my life or whatever. And, and I literally don't have the time to just sit down and process it. Yeah. And, 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 you know, sleep just doesn't cut it. I mean, sleep, sleep is important, right? Sure. You know, hey, let me sleep on it. You know, that's a big decision. Let me sleep on it. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's a big part of the decision-making process. But but also stopping what you're doing and being alone for a minute is, is also part of the decision-making process. Yeah. And and it every, everybody, every single one of us, we can all benefit from taking the time to just okay you know like let me yeah. you know that's that's a big decision that's something you have to think about let me let me just go and walk around and think about it let me just sit down and just think about yeah. it but this is this is where those cell phones come into play and the computers come into play put it down yeah you know walk away from yeah. it for a little bit you know uh, um enjoy the company that you that you know when you're by yourself enjoy the company that you keep you know yeah. Uh, yeah. being by yourself for a lot of people is strange it's but, fearful because because right. they don't know what to, you don't know what to do right it's like <laughs> it's like your kids yeah i mean you know when I tell my kids to sit down and, and chill out, they're like, I don't know what that means. You know, they don't, right. they don't know how to do that. So it's, uh, it's, it's, I don't know. It's to me, it was an earth shattering or, you know, sort of groundbreaking experience when my father first took me out to go, you know, hiking for the first time when I was 11. I mean, just absolutely monumental point in my life that completely gave me a different direction of an appreciative of different things and that kind of state of mind. And even till this day, I seek it. Right. But I see those that don't, but, I also know that there are organizations that use that philosophy or use that style and, and they are very, very good at what they do and they make some pretty profound statements and some, some great changes to the world of business, uh, you know, in their community as well as the globe 
because they follow some of these old school principles of of being able to shut down or, or using those same skill sets and tools that you would use when you're hiking. Yep. So absolutely. Yeah. It's it's the more that you can get people out, the yeah. more the more that I think a lot of our modern problems end up yeah. end up not being such problems. I mean, I, I work with a group of kids and and you know when the weather is nice outside, it's uh, you know we don't have the gear to go outside when it's not so nice outside. Yeah. But when the weather is nice outside, we go we go hiking, and some of these kids might be considered by some people to be problem children mm-hmm. or whatever. And yeah, we're kids, we're, we're all problem children. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean that's, that's just not a side of them that I see. Right. You know, like yeah. I I see kids who are just you know so I mean we go out hiking and they're just the the all the problems that people complain about I don't see it right. you know because they're out in nature and they're they they're they're in an environment where they're able to run a little wild and run mm-hmm. a little bit you know like like just the, you know relax a yeah. little bit and so they're able to uh, and so so I think you know too much the 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 environment now is you know we have to only do this we have to only do this right. we have to be sitting in class right now you only have 15 minutes to run around and and yeah. and or you're or they're so quick to put a label on it. Yeah, to put a label on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. sort of pigeonhole people. Are you? Are most of you the the environments you're working in in that sense uh, with kids? You know, for the camping and stuff and the, and the hiking. Or are you like like what's your ideal client for that kind of? Uh, oh, for the hiking stuff. Yeah, just for, for the backcountry stuff. Yeah. So I work I work with this teen group, and I do want to uh, expand local program offerings mm-hmm. for you know either teens or preteens. Not so much little kids. I mean, I take my little kids out, but mm-hmm. I'm not really looking to do anything with like yeah. little kids because. Because uh, you, you, know, you have to be a certain age, and you have to have a certain responsibility. A group I get of like it. seven yeah. and eight year old kids, like it's just up a mountain a is, is is hard. <laughs> even not even not even up a mountain, just yeah. local trails. I just it's a, it sounds like a nightmare to me. I mean, yeah. like my kids, and I know roughly what they can do, what they can't do. Right. And if they're having trouble, they're my kids, so right. I can deal with it. But yeah, but, and the last thing you, know, you want on a trail is yeah, variables. No. <laughs> so so I'm thinking about doing. I I'm, I want to expand a local program offering for you know 11, 12, 13 year olds, stuff like that. Uh, you know, small groups. Uh, rock climbing, hiking, stuff like that, and and you know p- prepare people for this idea of you know hey let's go maybe mm-hmm. go out into the backcountry. But my ideal client, I have two different sets. So I want to work with teenagers who are struggling. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know I, that's the background that I come from. I was once a struggling teenager. Uh, to some degree, I'm a struggling adult. You know we all. Yeah. Are. <laughs> I think we all are. Yeah. <laughs> just, and anybody who says otherwise is lying. <laughs> yes. Well said. Yeah. It, you know, we, we're all going through things and right. we're all learning about life every single day. You know, I, you know, I, I hope that I'm learning about life till the day that I die because there's, it's constantly a learning experience and, right. and it's constantly stuff that we can improve upon. No matter how far you've gotten, you can still go further. Right. So, so, you know, I, if, if I can help some of these kids, you know, maybe, um, not make some of the mistakes that, that I or kids that I grew up with made or, mm-hmm. or to, you know, uh, minimize the effects of some of those mistakes or whatever it is, I really would like to. So that's one aspect. I would really like to be able to get out there with, uh, te- I guess you would call them teens at risk. Mm-hmm. There's not so much money in that, though, in the sense yeah, sure. that a lot of these kids are coming from families which maybe don't have the money to pay sure. for stuff like that. So um, the other aspect of it is business people. That's, yeah. And that's that's another ideal client because business people, they, they, they maybe want to do this stuff, but they're a little bit scared. They've never been out before. They don't know what to do. They, yeah. they just want somebody there who's a little bit more experienced than them, whatever it is. Or maybe they just don't have the time to pl- time to plan it. Yeah. You know, like I yeah. know people who are very comfortable going out into the backcountry, but they just literally don't have the time to plan yeah. it and they don't want it. So they're willing to pay a premium if you're taking care of all the logistics. Right. So that's what I do. And I don't think, well, the other thing too is, is um, I don't think that they understand uh, how much of that environment you can apply to your team. 
as a business owner or as somebody who has employees who has teams that need to work together, you know, in order to, to make things happen, how much of that team building experience that you can create out there on a hiking trip that yeah, will benefit well, you tenfold when you're back into the office. Yeah. Well, I mean, like you were saying before, even just being out there is, is incredibly yeah, beneficial, yeah. but just inviting an employee to go on a weekend away, which right. is huge, let alone what you can actually do when you're right. out there. So part of what the goal is, if the, if it's a workshop that's focused on this type of stuff, part of what the goal is, is to, you know, have those experiences. Mm-hmm. Some of them may be natural and have, will happen naturally. Some of them may be artificial and will create them by, by having everybody participate in an activity. But a big part of it is the, debri- the debriefing process afterwards. When you sit everybody down, you say, okay, well, you know, here's what happened. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what were your thoughts on it? What were your thoughts on it? How could we improve on it? What can we do better? What what did we do really well? What did we do not yeah. so well? You know, what what are some aspects of this that we can now take into the corporate world and, and really use? Yeah. Yeah. And I think uh, finding out your own strengths and your own weaknesses and then being true to them. Is huge. It's it it's incredibly huge. The founder of Outward Bound, that's the you know I'm an alumnus. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a quote. His name's Kurt Hahn. He said, "There's more to us than we know. Right. If we can be made to see it, perhaps for the rest of our life it'll never be the same." And I butchered that a little bit, but yeah. the the gist is there. He basically he was around during the Second World War, and he watched these people I think in London, uh, you know, get bombed all the time. Right. And, he, and you would think that people who are getting bombed every single night would be terrified. Yeah. Scarred for life. But what actually ended up happening was they got stronger for it. Sure. Because every single time that there was a bomb hitting London and they didn't get hit, they found a little bit more strength inside of them. They yeah. got a little bit more perseverance. A little bit more relief. <laughs> a little yeah. more resilience, a little more relief. Gratitude and, and for what you did have. And Yeah, and, and, and they became, they, they were able to accomplish things that nowadays, if you ask people to accomplish some of these things, it's, it's you know. It, it debilitates them. You know, it's, it shuts yeah. them down. Yeah, I get it. I totally yeah, get it. So, so the more that you can put people into extraordinary circumstances that force them to mm-hmm. reach deep down within themselves and persevere. Yeah the more that they, the next time around will say, Hey, I can get through this. Yeah. I can get, I can make the next step. I can get, I can, you know, I can get there. So I'm, I'm fully convinced that that's the whole reason we're here, right? Like that's, that's your life is a series of trials, troubles, tribulations, forcing you to grow period growth. Yeah. Whether you, no matter what you, I think you believe, I think that's it. That is the underlying theme here. And I think most people would have to agree because None of us have gotten through here without having some form of something, a a trial, a trouble, a tr- something that we've had to work through, dig deep, whatever. If it ain't here yet, it's coming. It's right. It's, it's coming. <laughs> and some of us have made it and some of us are still struggling. And some of us, you know, have, have you know, wish they made a left when they should have made a right. And I get all of that. But like, that's your purpose for right now. So and, so something that happened to, um, that's happened to me in the past mm-hmm. and uh, somewhat quite recently is that. I'll get I'll get into a point to a space mentally where where you get you get stuck. Right? Mm-hmm. We were just talking before about growth, and and so when I what I noticed after getting unstuck a little bit is that by being in that point of being stuck, by being in that place of I don't know where to move from here, I don't know how to go from A to B. Mm-hmm. I, I I sometimes you don't know where B is, and so mm-hmm. that's that's the difficulty is that okay, I know that I'm at A, I know that I need to get to my next step, but I don't know what my next step is. That's right. that's one potential issue. But let's say you know where your next step is and you don't know what steps to take there. Or or, you know, you're just so you know, that's that's I think endemic in our generation, mm-hmm. you know, in, in what's going on right now is that people are just they just 
you know, I, I don't know what to do next. I don't know what to do with this. I don't know what to right. do that. And so they just turn on Netflix and they drown themselves in TV or they drown themselves in drugs sure. or dr- alcohol or whatever mindless pursuits that they have. And, and what happens is they're slowly killing themselves. Yeah. And I don't mean suicide. Right. And I don't mean anything other than the fact that when you're not growing, like we were talking yeah. about before yeah. growth, when you're not growing, you're dying. Yeah. You're dying. Totally. I mean, we're all dying, but yeah. like when yeah, nobody growing, gets out alive. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. In a long enough timeline, the, yeah. the expect life expectancy is zero. But if you're not growing, you're dying, and that's that's something that I noticed for myself. Is that like when I would be stuck in some places and stuff, and so I would I would be struggling to find a way to pull myself out of there. I, I noticed that when I woke woke up, so to so mm-hmm. so to say, and I and I started pulling myself out of there. I, I noticed that like when I would look back on that little period of time where I was trying to figure out the next steps or trying to figure out what to do or whatever, that there was a sense of death about me, mm-hmm. you know, like a sense of that's it. It's over. There's, it's done. It's dead. And not, not like, not a, not a, a tendency towards suicide or anything like that. Right, I, don't, right. I don't want to make any thoughts. No, like I, get that. You. I think I understand what you're saying, but, but just there was no growth, right? There was nothing doing. So, so, so I had this, this, this reality happening around me where I was, I just, I wasn't growing and I just, there was, I didn't feel like I was making any headway towards any goals. And, and, you know, I think, a way to put it maybe is that instead of expanding and growing, mm-hmm. I was just, contracting and shrinking. Yeah. And, and you're and just kind of there. You're in limbo, right? Right. And so that's, that's the, I think maybe the, the, the quote unquote death that I'm speaking of yeah. is that, is that I, I later on looking at it in retrospect, I noticed that there was this, there was this contraction and not, not like a, not like a, you know, going down from a problem. And then, so you can, right. you know, uh, um, Proverbs, Seven times the righteous man falls, and yet he gets up again. Mm-hmm. And again, that's not quite the exact quote, but it wasn't. It wasn't a, a time of like you know falling down from one thing and then going up the next mountain. Right. It was a matter of like, okay, I you know I'm not sure what to do next, so I'm going to contract everything about me. But it, but it wasn't preservation. It wasn't pres- pre- It wasn't preserving anything. It wasn't saving anything. It was, it was a shrinking instead of a shrinking to fit less space. Right. Instead okay. of expanding to to take up all the space that I deserve, yeah, and maybe that's so. That's did you did you it. so did you find during that time? Did you uh, uh, the way I think it, the way I see it, or the way I think it in uh, processing it here is that you the space you're talking about is sort of that point where you you give up and you surrender, right? So you give up not because well because one you don't know the next answer, and two sometimes you feel helpless and hopeless. So you you just give up and a lot of times what you what i think a lot of people may not understand is that when you're giving up sometimes you're sometimes you're really just surrendering and you're gonna let you're kind of letting things happen as they need to happen and so you almost have to get to that place in order to find the solution right because you're surrendering you're giving up you think there's nothing left or there's no hope or there's no next next step and so therefore you've kind of let go of all of that and before you know it the next step shows up because you've gotten rid of all the other chatter that's told you you know there's right. you're not going anywhere there's no next step there's no, you know so you give up and you surrender and all of a sudden there so it is a couple of those things so first of all uh giving up have i been there before you know not in the final the final sense because right. that's not nobody wants to ever go there and sure. if you ever think about going there by all means go get help etc yeah um tell you know, suicide, suicide hotline tell somebody talk to somebody whatever yeah. but but giving up is yeah i mean i you know some of those points were like you said, you know, I don't know if they were quite the next step. So did I give up per se? Uh, maybe there was, there, there was certainly an aspect of giving up at that point, yeah. you know, not, 
again, not ending at all, but like, I don't know what to do next. What do right. I do? I'm going to stop thinking and about it for 10 minutes. And shut down. And, <laughs> yeah. and, but it was more of a shutdown yeah. as opposed to a surrender. So when you say the word surrender, I think of an act, right? right? I am going to now commit to surrendering and it, surrendering is a very therapeutic act, actually. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm going to give myself up in, and surrender to this feeling and allow it to happen until it doesn't need to happen anymore. You right. know? So um, uh, I'll give you an example. I took some kids out hiking, you know, that group that I go out with and we got back to the car and one kid who had never been out with the group before was like, that wasn't even fun. <laughs> I didn't even like it. Yeah. Can we go somewhere more challenging next time? He's like, what, Wally World? <laughs> no. <laughs> I turned around to him. I looked at him. I said, listen, I give you permission to have a good time. I give you permission. Right. And by the time I dropped him off at his house, you know, other kids in the car were like, what are you talking about? That wasn't fun. That was a great time. Right. Like, we, you know, we didn't have to go. You didn't have to come. But by the time we got back, he's like, I had a really good time. Thank you. Yeah. You know, yeah. like he just, he just. Somebody needed to tell he him. He couldn't, he couldn't accept the fact that he was allowed to have a good time. Yeah. And Whatever so, that good time meant for yeah, him. Yeah. And so, and so he was like, that sucked. Yeah. He was like, all right, you know, don't worry about it. You know, but, but. So, so surrendering ourselves to some of these feelings and allowing them to happen is, I think, going back to also what we were talking about before, taking a time to out just, or, yeah. or just absorbing what's going yeah. on around you. Be in the now. Um, yeah, be in the now. Uh, what was going on with me, I, I, you know, I don't know that it was an active, active surrender of like, okay, fine, I'm recognizing that right now what I need to do is take a time out. I don't think yeah. it was. I don't you think stopped was trying to that. figure it out though, right? I did. Yeah. And, and it came, it came, it became clear after a while, but you know, this is, this is, um, I think I think it's important for all of us to recognize that that we are it's okay to have those ups and mm-hmm. the downs you have to have the downs because if you don't have the downs you can't have the ups, have the ups. <laughs> and the downs are hard yeah. and you know you have to work through them but and they're you have supposed to, to be man I mean that's yeah. how you get there yeah that's I, how you that's how you grow I wish I wish somebody had told me that when I was younger I'm sure they probably did and I just didn't hear it or listen know, or me, understand the concept too. but but like I mean that that's it you you got to have it and it's going to be hard and there is pain and that's part of getting it you got to head, you know? Yeah. It, it, there's no way that there's there. Yeah. We were talking about, you, you can't get there. Before. You can't get there from here. You know, you can't get thing. there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You, you know, you can't get, you can't, you can't, uh, you know, we we're talking about mountain climbing before mm-hmm. you can't get to the top of the mountain without going back down the mountain. Yeah. yeah. You know, you can't, you can't grow without struggles. If you know, somebody without struggles is never going to grow. Yeah. They're going to be what it's like. It'd be boring. Uh, you know, I mean to right at, when somebody's in the middle of a struggle, yeah. Sounds great. What do you mean? I don't have to have any struggle. Yeah, right. That right. sounds blissful. But then what are we gonna do? <laughs> right. <laughs> and you have nothing to do. But then, right, death. Yeah. It's it's yeah. more it's more you know it's like a you know there's a I just saw a news article about this I think in Sweden or a country close to there mm-hmm. uh, maybe it was Denmark that they're doing this human art project experiment type mm-hmm. thing and you know they they described it a little bit as art and I think maybe they also described it as an experiment or maybe that's just me you know yeah. using that word. Basically, they're planning on paying a guy about two or three thousand dollars a month mm-hmm. to do nothing. To just sit and do nothing. So, he the, like the 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 parameters are is that he has to go to work, which is a like glass room inside of like this train station from like let's say nine to five. He's not allowed to do anything else that creates money, or maybe he's not allowed to have any other job that yeah. that pays him money. So he has to show up to work every single day and do nothing. I mean, wow. he can he can do his own pursuits. You know, he can I guess if he's he can an think artist, or, or he can do can, that. He can right. think. He can write. He can I think he's allowed to do all that type of stuff. Yeah. But but he can't do anything that is 
that is producing money or something like that. Right. And 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 well, I can see. I mean, I see what they're doing. I mean, it'd be hard to identify a purpose, right? Other than going to work to do nothing is your purpose. And so, mm. what is that? What purpose is that really? Right. And it's, and it's a position for life. Yeah. When they accept the person finally, like it's a position for life until they step down. Wow. And I mean, I can't imagine. I bet it like, won't take them that long before they I'll, step down. I bet you people step down after a month or two. Yeah, I would. I don't even know if I'd, I would. <laughs> I think I'd do like I, three days, dude. <laughs> so I mean, so I mean, right? So I mean, like I, I when I think about doing it for myself, like I'm a productive person. So mm-hmm. like, if they allowed me to go in there and just work on writing or work on art or work on, uh, you know, producing yeah. something, but I don't. It doesn't sound like they they would be very on board with. Like, yeah. You know, I think in order to do nothing, you got to do nothing. Starting a YouTube channel. Well, it's yeah. I mean, to to do nothing productive. I don't know. It's it's yeah. I wouldn't act. I, I I was like, you know, I don't even. I don't think I would even want to apply or have anybody apply for me. But, but that's the whole thing is that is that we are as humans, we're we're built to be productive. Yeah, and, and pleasure seeking, which which I think a seeking. lot of people forget. You know, and pleasure seeking, but 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 true joy comes from. And th- I'm, this is not my own thought. I mean, I'm bringing this from sure. books that I was like listening to. Uh, I believe more from like Sean Accor and his whole happiness research, but. True joy comes from working towards goals. Yeah, and yeah. you know th- there there is pleasure, but if you are all about pleasure, then there's nothing there's nothing doing. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's not you're not you're not gonna be able to enjoy any of the stuff that you're doing. Yeah, very cool. All right, so we're kind of getting to the uh, to the end of time here. But if if anyone wants to get in touch with you, have you speak, find out any more information, have you come do teaching stuff? How do they get in touch with you? Okay, so my website is uh, a short URL for my website is reguns.com, a r i g u n z.com, and the other way to get in touch, uh, you know, I'm I'm active on Instagram. I post photos and whatnot, and um, the just trying to think if there's other other ways. I I have a phone number and email posted on the website. Mm. Really, the, the the number one place to get in touch with me is ariguns.com, and the Wilderness Trips is on its own brand, which is jtrex.com. Which you can get to from your website, yeah. Yes, it's all it's you yeah. can get to it from the Ariguns website. And you can get there from here. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> well, man, I'm I'm stoked that you visited from Cleveland. I'm glad you came down. I know uh, when you leave here, you've got some cool parks to go check out on yep. the way back I was to checking the out stuff uh, airport. Yesterday also, yeah. Um, so you get to see our environment. It looks like the sun's starting to come out, so that'll be cool for oh, your drive. And uh, um, and take some of the sand home as much as you're going to leave in the rental car. Take a little bit home because <laughs> because when you tell people that the sand was white, sugar white, they just don't believe you. So yeah, you, I'm re- taking you pictures. Really, yeah, well, even that, take some home because right. it's so fine. I mean, it's great for exfoliating. Good, 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 good. <laughs> not, anyway, so um, I'm sensing I'm sensing brand number five over yeah, here. Yeah, Pensacola, yeah, hey, Pensacola exfoliating scrub. Dude, well, I mean, all the sh- seashell Alvin's Islands, they got it all jarred up, man. People oh, yeah? go tourists buy that stuff all day long. <laughs> Seriously, because I'm, I'm tell you, I've been to I've been to Europe and or, uh, England and in the UK and and outside of the country numerous times to different places. And when you try to explain these things, they they just what the white sand? Uh, yeah, they're like, no, really. I'm like, it's like sugar, and they're like, no, 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 because every other beach in the world, except for you know a couple of the the black sand stuff, it's all that brown or the really gritty or it's rocky and stuff. And so, even shown in pictures, you can see it, but you don't understand. Like the texture is so weird. I thought it's sand like that all over, all throughout the Caribbean. The yeah, Bahamas right. But that's it. Like it's it's in the Gulf, and it's and it's like the nowhere Gulf on the else. other side. Yeah, okay. so. Trying I realize to, it's so unique. Yeah, trying to explain that. So it's like trying to tell somebody in England that you can't spend a week in the States and go from New York to California. 
it's just not enough time like right. to, to explain that space that the vast you know so it's all relative obviously to where you are but take some in a jar because when people are like yeah whatever and you're like no really feel it it's <laughs> it's so cool it's just it really is an experience but um anyway man uh guys you can find us at uh p color radio x on twitter you can find us at Picola VRX on Facebook, or you can find us on our website at businessradiox.com, or you can find us on our live stream at businessradiox.live. And this has been Pensacola Business Radio, where business is good and your work matters. All right, I want to thank everybody for listening today. My name is Keith Hoover. This has been Pensacola Business Radio. You can find us at Picola Radio X on Twitter, Picola VRX on Facebook. You can find us on LinkedIn at businessradioxstudios.pensacola, or you can find us on Instagram at Pensacola Business Radio or on our websites at businessradiox.com or on our live feed at businessradiox.live. If you are interested in being a guest on Business Radio X, please visit either one of our sites or our social media sites to find a link to book your appearance. This has been Pensacola Business Radio, where business is good and your work matters.